When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today on an all-new Dr. Phil. You consider it cheating if he's sleeping with his wife. I know, it sounds ridiculous. That's because it is. Affairs can ruin lives. You dummied up divorce papers and gave them to her. But the real victims. You're planning to have a baby with another woman's husband. Are the children affairs. I was 11 when my mom told me my dad was not my father. My entire life was a lie. Let's do it. If we're going to do something here that matters, then we got to deal with the truth. Have a good show, everybody. Here we go. If I can help get this family back on track, are you willing to do that? Ready, three, take. This is going to be a changing day in your life. The cries of a beautiful baby being born into this world should be one of the most joyous times in a parent's life. But... That's not always the case, especially when the baby is a product of lies and deception. Now, we've all seen the media firestorm surrounding the shocking affairs of Arnold Schwarzenegger and politician John Edwards, who both had children with their mistresses. Now, surprisingly, 120,000 children born each year are the product of an extramarital affair. 120,000. So who is at fault and who's to blame? Are these married spouses seduced into stepping outside their marriage? Or is the other person manipulated into falling in love with a married man or woman? By the end of the show, you're going to know exactly where I stand on that. But first, I want you to meet Jermaine, who is five months pregnant with a married man's baby. I've been dating a married man for almost two years. I'm five months pregnant and I'm worried that he's cheating on me with his wife. I lied to my wife. I lied to the woman I was having the affair with. I didn't care what anybody else thought. It didn't matter. I just did what I wanted. I went to his house, asked his wife what was going on, and she said, we're happily married. He said, you were a big mistake, and we're trying to rebuild our relationship. All I could do was cry and apologize. Later, Trevor asked me to give him a second chance. He proposed to me. We started living together. I feel like he's still not being honest, and it oh, it just infuriates me. Jermaine is a drama queen. Jermaine does not let anything ever go, and she minimizes what she's done and maximizes what I've done, and it just never freaking ends. Trevor lies. When he says he's at work, he's really not at work. This horse has been beat so many times. It is flat as a pancake. Jermaine takes the smallest of issues and then turns them into a circus. She wants to be the bitch, and she is. I found this big, beautiful bouquet of flowers on my doorstep. So I'm thinking these flowers are for me. Open the card, and the card has his wife's name, and it says, things will get better, Trevor. I did not send anything to my wife. Trevor's wife left a note with it that said we've never been apart we were still together stuff happens it's done get over it and move on 
What, what do you mean by that? And, and let me get this right, by the way. You're married still. Yeah. And how long? Uh, we'll have the divorce finished at the end of the month. How long have you been married? Uh, ten years. Ten years. And how long have you two been an item? Almost two. Two years? I assume you don't want to be here at all. I'm the jerk, so yeah, probably no, not. No, that's a question. I'm assuming you don't want to be here at all. Would that be correct? That would be correct. You're here under duress, I assume, from her. That is correct. Because you said she's just a bitch, won't turn things loose. And so I assume she says, you're either going to go out there, we're going to work this out, or something. No, she said, I'd really appreciate it if you'd back me up and for the first time in a relationship show that you care and make me first. First time in a relationship show that you care. So you're here because she wanted you to be. Yes, sir. Not because you want to be. Because no, you sir. think I'm going to throw you under the bus. Yes, sir. Because you're a lion, slime. Yes, sir. Misleading. Yes, sir. Scumbag. Yes, sir. That's your theory. Yes, that, sir. That you think would be my attitude about it. Yes, sir. Well, we'll see. Okay. <laughs> you want to be here because why? I want to know the truth. And uh, what, what do you want to know the truth? About what? Am I the only one? Am I the only one? No, he's married. That I understand. However... I need to know that if we're going to move on in the future, that his behavior from the past is going to stop, that this isn't going to continue and be okay. Okay, so you want my opinion on these things. Absolutely. So, so ask me the questions you want me to answer, and I'll just answer them. We'll just get right to it. And see, while I'm talking to her, I'm not dogging on your ass, so this is good. <laughs> All right, go ahead. What do you want to know? How much longer do I need to stick around and say things are going to change. How much longer should you do this? I don't know, how long does it take you to get to the airport? That's, what, that's how much longer you should be in this relationship. If you're asking me if I think he will change, the answer is not even almost. Not even almost. He's lying to you now. He's lying to you today. He lied to you yesterday. He lied to you in the beginning. And, and then you bought into it. And, and, and you guys have created this ridiculous relationship founded in deception, and now you want to have some integrity to it? What, is this what they call honor among thieves? It, that, that old saying finally makes sense to me. Honor among thieves. So is he a liar? Yes. Is he deceptive? Yes. Is he untrustworthy? Yes. Is he likely to cheat on you? For sure. But so are you. Right. You're a liar. You're deceptive. You're and vindictive. You've gone to his wife, have you not? Yes. And so you thought, it's not enough that I'm going to cheat with her husband and, and have a baby with him. I think I'll go over there and rub it in her face. No, absolutely not. When I went over there... Oh, you meant this in a good way. No. Hi. <laughs> I'm your husband. You, you told her that because you wanted to brighten her day? No. I went to her because I wasn't getting the truth from him. And when I went over there, I, that was the only thing I needed to know. Are you together with him? What kind of relationship are you having? I never well, told her Well, I need to add something anything. to the list then. In addition to being a liar and, and deceptive, you are selfish. You said, I needed answers. So I'll go over there to his wife and inject myself into her world and day to get some reassurance. You wanted to know if he was sleeping with her. And you say you consider it cheating if he's sleeping with his wife. 
I know, it sounds ridiculous. That's because it is. It is. You want to know if he's sleeping with his wife. Did you ask her? I didn't ask her if she was sleeping with them. What did you ask her? Are you guys together working on your marriage? Mm -hmm. and did you tell said, her who you were? She knew who I was. Yeah. And what gave you the right to knock on that woman's door and use her to create your own reassurance? What the hell gives you the right to do? Nothing. But you did. Do you have any sense of remorse whatsoever, I what do. you've done to this woman? I do. But when this started, Dr. <clears throat> Phil, he told me, I'm getting a divorce. We are separated. We're done. We live in separate rooms in the house. <clears throat> this wasn't me going out looking for something that I couldn't have. Yes, it was. But you, and listen, you're, you're both victim and perpetrator here. I mean, there's no question about it. And when I say you're a liar, it's not just that in the heat of the moment you tell people what they want to hear. I'm talking about you do premeditated fraud, correct? Is it not true that you went on the internet and downloaded divorce papers and dummied them up and gave them to her? I actually went to the courthouse, but yeah. You went to the courthouse and got them? Yeah. And, and gave them to her to trick her into thinking what was going on? Yeah, buy more time, yeah. Buy more time. So you go to the courthouse, you get fake divorce papers, and he comes and gives no, them to they're you. they're real. That, that's, yeah. well, they weren't real. They're real paper. They yeah. did come from trees. You're right. <laughs> no, I mean, they came from the courthouse, yeah. And then you sign for them, and they say, okay, and they record it in the county, and then I <clears> put down what I wanted and gave it to her, yeah. Yeah. There's a legal term called fraud in the inducement. I'm not a lawyer, but I'm also not an idiot. You induced her fraudulently. Yes, sir. And now she's having your baby. Yes. Okay. The layers here just keep going on. We'll take a break. I'll be right back. And you got pregnant on purpose, by the way, right? We planned it, yes. Tell me what went through your head with another woman's husband. Monday on an all-new Dr. Phil. She says her husband held her hostage. I was trapped inside my bedroom and a prisoner for years. According to you, he makes you function like an animal. Oh, God. Living in filth. The whole room is consumed with the stench. Did you have rats? With all Maggots. Ooh. She says it was a house of horror. I can't go back in that house. Where was her mother all that time? I hoped that we could go to the cops. Why did you not do that? That's Monday. Trevor has recently locked his phone, so I can't see who is texting him or who's calling him. That's suspicious. And when I ask to see his phone, he's pushing buttons before I can actually see. Well, Jermaine says she recently figured out how to unlock Trevor's phone and was shocked. <laughs> really? <laughs> shocked by what she saw. What'd you see that, that shocked you? A text from someone other than his wife that... Another girl? Another girl. What did he say? Um, she was texting him about her inevitable breakup with someone that was a friend of his, 
and she missed her walk and talk buddy. She could really use one now. That'd be you. Yep. The walk and talk buddy. And you were shocked. Why would that surprise you that you have company? If he... My focus was that the other woman was the wife, not this random woman. You know, I've said this so many times. If they'll do it with you, they'll do it to you. If he will cheat with you, he will cheat on you. I'm curious what you at home think, right? So right now on DrPhil.com, we have a poll asking the following question. Do you think a man who cheats once will cheat again? Well, the response was a pretty adamant response. 76% said yes, and that leaves 24% that haven't got any sense. Okay. <laughs> you know this is true. You're going to cheat on her. Uh, you no. know that about yourself, right? I'm not going to do it. You're I not going to do it. I cheated the one time. The other girl was just a friend. That's what it was. I had the affair. I mean, how much <clears throat> lower in life can you put yourself? I mean, I have feel you, like I'm about this <clears throat> tall today. Have, have you cheated on her already? No. Now, wait, before you, before yeah, you say anything. I was married, so yes, <clears throat> I did cheat on her. Okay, but other than with your own wife, have you had other girls? No, I have not. My wife, that was it. Do you believe that? No, I don't, and he knows that. I, I, believe he's, I believe he's still cheating, even all the way up to last week. Yeah. Trevor has an interesting analogy when it comes to his marriage philosophy. You probably want to hear this because you'll know what you're buying into. I kind of associated marriage with like buying a boat. The first day you buy it, it's the greatest thing out there. You put a ton of money into it, and then when you get rid of the boat, that's the second best day of your life. That's how I felt about my first marriage, yeah. So it's a great day when you get married, and it's a great day when you get out. I, yeah, married the first time married the wrong person. Do you think he's a high-risk candidate? I do. And you got pregnant on purpose, by the way, right? We planned it, yes. Yeah, you, you mapped this out and planned it. Yes. Tell me what went through your head. When you're planning to have a baby with another woman's husband, and you're, what did you say to yourself? He's done with her. He's leaving her. He's done. And we have a future together. And that's the future I wanted was with Trevor. Would you have felt different or better if Trevor had come to you and said, listen, I, I really have feelings for you, but I'm in a marriage, and I don't feel that it's proper or appropriate, ethical or moral, to launch into this relationship while I'm in this one. So I'm going to do what I need to do to conclude this marriage. And when I've done that and can walk freely uh, in the sunshine, then I'm going to hope that you're still in, in my space and I'm going to come to you and find you. But I owe it to her to finish this before I start this, and I owe it to you to finish this before I start this. How would you have felt? That it would have been more credible on both parts. As opposed to getting phony divorce papers. Right. 
But I'm just as responsible because... Oh, of course. You know, I... How did this start, by the way? She found me on Facebook and then friended me. We, we went, went to the same high school, so they always pop up, your friend knows this friend kind of thing. And I saw his picture and <clears throat> friended him. Did you remember him? I did. From, he was a freshman, I was a senior. He was a hottie in school, and he was sweet, and, you know, I was like, wow. So you were a hottie in school. <laughs> this isn't going any better for me, is it? <laughs> oh, I'm just asking. So then you asked her if she w wanted to be friends with benefits. Oh, God, that was like six months later. We were having lunch one right. day, yeah. And we were joking around, yeah. Okay. I don't think there was anything serious that day. We were joking around, joke here, joke there, and then she left and went her way. And Yeah, well, this baby's a real knee slapper. Yeah. I mean, you got a child coming now. I do. Okay, well, we're going to talk some more about this, but I, I want you guys to pay attention to a story that I want to introduce here that has a lot to do with this child that you have right now. And then we're going to talk some more, but I want you to hear that story first. So after the break, I'm going to introduce you to somebody that was the product of an affair. We'll be right back. I was 11 years old when my mom sat me down and told me that the man that I grew up with as my dad was not my father. I was the product of an affair. My entire life was a lie. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. The first page of a book never tells the full story. And those news alerts and headlines, like the ones we get on our phones, don't even scratch the surface of what the story is really all about. Stories are like people, multi-layered and complex. It takes some digging to find the truth, but when we find it, it can change our world. We like to dig. The news on Merritt Street. Essential television. Krista was only 11 years old when she says her whole world came crumbling down. I was 11 years old when my mom sat me down and told me that the man that I grew up with as my dad was not my father and that she had had an affair. At that moment, my world was turned upside down. My entire life was a lie. Finding out that I was the product of an affair completely took my self-esteem and squashed it. I felt like my family looked at me different. When I think about my mom and what she did, I feel a lot of anger. I feel like she was selfish. She didn't think about the way this was going to affect my life. I was 16 when I lost my virginity. I was looking for love, so it was one boy to another boy to another boy. By 17, I went down to 80 pounds. The only thing I could control in my life was my eating. I ran away from home when I was 18 and got pregnant with my son. 
I have a lot of shame from what they did. When I look in the mirror, I see someone who's not worthy to be here, who's not worthy to be loved. I feel like I have my own scarlet letter I walk around with. I just want to have the burden of being the product of an affair lifted off my shoulders so that I can move on in my life. So you said a burden. Yeah. You want it lifted off your shoulders. Tell me about the burden. I feel that I didn't deserve to be born. I tore an entire family apart. My mom was married. She had two children. My biological father was married as well. And um, they had an ongoing affair. I was their second child, their first one, they miscarried. I was planned because um, they were in love and no one ever thought of how it was going to affect me, but she chose to stay married to her husband and have me, and he pretended he was my father. And so you say what to yourself about that? I say that my daddy died at the age of 51 because I was born, because he died of a broken heart because my mother left him when I was 11 years old. And if she was there, she would have taken care of him and maybe he'd still be here. She wasn't there because she had an affair with a married man, and she was married. Not only did, was he having an affair with her, but he was having affairs with other women. And when I was four or five years old, he left with another younger woman and left out of my mom's life. So you describe yourself as a bastard child. Yes. And carry the burden of I've just heard you click it off, tearing apart two families. Yes. Uh, being responsible for your father's death. Yes. Um, you became anorexic, 5'5", 85 pounds, promiscuous at 16. I just wanted to be loved. <clears throat> Looking for love. Yes. I, I, so what, what do you, what do you think when you love. hear this story? I, I just feel like that baby's already got so many strikes against it and that when the baby gets here, you can't love it enough. You have to love it 10 times more than you love any other baby because that child is gonna always feel, it's gonna know that it tore up a family. I don't know if he has other children. And one day my brother turned around and said, this is my half sister. And it broke my heart because I was always his sister and now all of a sudden I'm his half sister. His dad was my dad. He was my daddy and he was a wonderful man, an absolutely wonderful man. And my father, he was not such a wonderful man and he wasn't there until I was 11 and he didn't treat my mom very well and he didn't so what treat me very well. what do you think about what well. she's saying? It's the truth. And I feel horrible because very selfish of me, like you said. You know, you, I went into this just thinking about us, not the product of what's going to affect not only us, but our families. I know that my parents were the ones that had the affair, but I feel like every time someone looks at me, they know. They know that I'm a bad person and that if I wasn't here, that there would be so many people that would be happier because I ruined so much. And I just don't know how to get over that. <laughs> my entire life was a lie. 11 years of my life was an entire lie because my mother lied, my, my father lied, my daddy lied. 
his, my father's wife that lived up the road lied, because all four of those people knew it. All four of them knew whose child I was, and all four of them continued to lie to me. And then I grew up thinking I belonged to one family. I didn't belong to that family. I belonged to another family that wants absolutely nothing to do with me because of where I came from. And that's what I have to deal with. And so she's doing the same thing your mother did. Yes, my mother was in love. Well, we're going to add something else to this conversation. When we come back, we're going to meet Krista's husband, uh, who moved out of their house a month ago. You're going to find out why when we come back. Being that I came from an affair, my marriage has been affected. I felt like an outsider in my own marriage. Shutting him out was the easiest thing to do. Closed captioning provided by... Being that I came from an affair, my marriage has been affected. I don't want to let him get too close. Recently, we decided to separate. It wasn't until two years ago that I realized how much this affected her. I felt like an outsider in my own marriage. I can't make a commitment to us until I make a commitment to finding peace with myself. Shutting him out was the easiest thing to do. I have a really big fear of becoming my mom. I fear that I'm going to cheat on my husband. My biggest fear is losing my wife. I just wanted to have the happily ever after, and I don't think that's going to happen for me. You left a month ago. Yes. Tell me why. It was like she put up a shield, mm -hmm. and I just couldn't, I couldn't deal with it anymore. Mm -hmm. You know? It was, it was over a course of two years, but it finally progressively got worse. So you couldn't get through the wall. You couldn't I, get through I the barrier. I couldn't get through the wall. Is that true? Yes. And you guys have been in a very unhealthy rhythm. Yes. Of From you're the together, very beginning. break up, together, break up. And it's almost always you that pulls out, right? 95% of the time, yes. Okay. And this has been going on for how many years? 15. 15 years. Yes. We've been married 11, uh, going on 11, mm -hmm. but... It's been, our relationship's been for 15 years, yes. And when you would leave, what did you do? Go with other guys. You, you go back to the pattern you've had before. Yes. You're looking for somebody to love you. Yes. But what do you think about the fact that you've had a guy here for 15 years of your life, 11 married to you, that has hung in there when you have said day after day after day after day, love me, love me, love me, get back. Love me, love me, love me, get back. Exactly. Love me, love me, go, get back. Yes. Do you understand how crazy that makes him? I, I do. He loves me <clears throat> no matter what I have done. And I have done a lot. And, I mean, I, we literally got married. I woke up the next morning, looked at him, and I said, we should have never gotten married. And I walked out the door, and I left. And I didn't come back for over a year, and yet he took me back. Mm -hmm. I don't deserve him to love me and to continue to be there for me. But you don't deserve anything, no, right? I don't. Because you're a bastard child that ripped apart families and killed your father. I mean, that's the internal dialogue, right? I just... Yeah, I just feel that I can't love because everyone I love 
gets hurt and dies. And I've hurt so many people. I don't want to hurt anymore. And it's just easier to have relationships where it's just about friends with benefits and we move on and I don't have to be committed and I don't have to feel trapped in this relationship. Are you done with this or are you willing to work on it? I'm willing to work on it. When you think about and talk about reality of suicide, there are a lot of things that contribute to somebody taking their own lives. They often start happening before the person that's headed that way even realizes it. But the number one thing they believe is that the world and everybody in it would be better off without them. exactly how I feel. She has said that today on this stage. She said, I, I'm just, everybody would be better off. I'm just a burden. I, I drag everybody down, everything down. So I'm telling you that you need to be sensitive to the fact that my perception is that she thinks there would just be a solution to all of this if she wasn't here. So that's a precaution that, that you need to be cognizant of. I'm sorry to burden you with that, but you need to be aware that I consider that to be on the radar. I don't want it to be by the end of the time that we leave here today because I want to tell you something. We all have what I call an internal dialogue. It's a conversation that we have with ourselves right. about ourselves and about other people. See, we don't respond to what happens in life. We respond to what we say to ourselves about what happens in life. You're responding to what you're saying to yourself. You're saying, I wasn't wanted. I, I shouldn't be here. I'm an, I'm an illegitimate child. Correct. You're damaged goods, right? Uh, that's correct. I, I feel like every... And I, how could anybody know. love you, right? So if they start to, it feels really weird. My mother lied to me. My own mother lied to me. I can't trust anybody else because they're just going to lie to me and hurt me too. They've, okay. Are they you... all do that. Are, are you willing to do an experiment with me to get something out of you? Are you, Jermaine, willing to help her? <clears throat> We're going to do this when we come back. Monday on an all-new Dr. Phil. She says her husband held her hostage. I was a prisoner for years. According to you, he makes you function like an animal. Oh, my God. Living in filth. Oh. That's Monday. Closed captioning provided by... <laughs> You're just joining us. I'm here with two ladies, Krista and Jermaine. Now Krista is here today because she learned at 11 years of age that she was the product of an affair. Now Jermaine here is having an affair right now with a married man and is pregnant with his baby. Krista has said, wow, let me tell you what you're dialing this child in for when he gets here. You have a lot of resentment towards your mother for what she did and what she hid from you. I feel like I never had any answers. Okay. She can never give me an answer. I that. want that chair right here, please. And Chris, I'd like you to sit in it. Like that chair around here facing. And I would like you to sit in that chair. I want you to scoot up 
until your knees are touching the outside of her chair. Now, Krista, I want you to close your eyes. And I want you to leave them closed until I tell you. I want you to imagine that the woman in front of you, in fact, is your mother. I want you to see her in your mind's eye. And in just a moment, when I tell you to open your eyes, I want you to look your mother in her eyes, and I want you to tell her once and for all what she has done to you, what she has cheated you out of, what she has caused and created in your life. Open your eyes and say, Mother, you hurt me. Mother, you hurt me so bad. You made me feel like I don't deserve to be here. You made me feel like that I was a burden to our entire family. I just hate you so much sometimes. And only because you're my mother do I love you. But I don't like who you are at all. And I wish I could change who my mother is. Tell her, I hate what you have done to me. Say it like you mean it. This is your time. I hate what you did to me. I hate that you were making me grow up feeling like I don't belong here. I want to feel like I matter in this life, and I want to love. I want to feel like I can be loved. Look at her. I can't. Say it. How could you do this to me? Say it. Say it. You can say it. Claim your right to say it now. How can you do this to me? How can you be so selfish to think that the only person that mattered was you and him? And when you made that decision to make my daddy my daddy, you should have just left it that way. You should have never told me the truth I didn't need to know. And I just wish you knew how to love me because you never did. You could never love me. You never loved me enough. And you would tell me you didn't know how to love me. And every time you looked at me, you knew that you had done. And I just reminded you on a daily basis. How much longer are you going to hurt? I don't know. How much longer are you going to sit around and feel like you're... I don't know. I just, I keep trying. I do so much to try to make myself feel like I'm an important person. Isn't there a point in time where you have a duty to say, I didn't have any choices then, but I have a choice now? I don't feel like I have choices. Stand up. Stand up. You can stay right there, Jermaine. All right, now stand up. I, I, I want you to look at all of these people. I want you to look at them. Do they look like they're judging you? No. Sometimes I just see disgust. I guess that's what I just see when I look at people. I feel like they judge me. If you're disgusted by who this person is, stand up now. You see anybody standing? No. Now let me ask you something, people. If you think this woman has hurt long enough, if you think she's carried the burden long enough, if you think it's time that she lets that 11-year-old little girl walk in the sunshine again, stand up for her right now. Look at these people. Come here. 
He stood up too. He stood up too. She stood up. Everybody stood up. There's a point at which this goes back to that 11-year-old little girl, and you are mistreating her. You didn't choose for them to have an affair. You didn't choose for them to hide this from you. You didn't choose for them to get divorces. You didn't choose for your father to get sick. You didn't choose for any of those things to happen. But you do have a choice now. You have a choice to use your life. And you're using it today. You've used it with her. Has she used her life for you today? And there are millions of people watching this right now. And you are making a difference. I just want to be that 11-year-old happy girl again. You have that choice. And it starts by giving yourself permission. The first step is you got to choose to forgive everybody in your life that has hurt you. And I'm going to tell you, it doesn't mean when you forgive them, it doesn't mean that you say what you did was okay. It's not what that means. Right. What it means is I choose to not be in an emotional prison with you another minute of another hour of another day. But you got to make a choice. And it is a choice, by the way. You know, we think forgiveness is something that just hits us like a wave and we go, oh, wow, I've forgiven everybody. No, you make a conscious choice and you make it again every day. Because you don't need an excuse to sit on the sidelines. You need a purpose to get into this life. And today is the first step of that purpose. <clears throat> and look at these people. You got 250 people on your side. And I suspect several million more. You got to hold yourself to a higher standard, and I'm going to get you some ongoing professional help to do just that. This is a beginning, not an end. Okay? Mm -hmm. right, we got a place to start here. All right, my final words for Jermaine and Trevor when we come back. We have a lot of fun here in the studio audience, right? We have a lot of fun here. Area and you would like free tickets, go to drphil.com and click on Be in the Audience, or you can call 323-461-PHIL. That's 323-461-7445. Well, we're back. I have Jermaine and Trevor back up here. Um, they've been having an affair for a couple of years. There's a baby on the way, five months pregnant. What, what do you think about what's going on here today? feel like I am worthless. I made terrible decisions that have hurt a lot of people and I don't know what to say. Well, you got a lot of cleaning up to do. You, you, you got, there, there are some, listen, when you bring a child into this world, that's a huge responsibility. It, it's a huge responsibility. And you need to prepare yourself to meet that responsibility. I think you're extremely immature. I think you have very little impulse control. And I think you need to work on those things and man up here and figure out what you need to do with your wife and your girlfriend and this baby coming on. I am more than willing to provide you with some professional help that will support you. Are you willing to put in the work to do that? Yeah. We, we will help you with this. Uh, we really help you. 
you've got some figuring out to do, right? Because one thing you know about Krista after listening to her, she doesn't seem to have much self-worth or self-esteem or you wouldn't be settling for what you're settling for. You have a priority here. Your undivided loyalty at this point needs to be to that child. If he fits into that picture, that's one thing. If he doesn't, that's another. But your undivided loyalty has to be to that child. And I'll provide you help with that as well. Okay? Okay. I want to introduce somebody else here. Ellen was 31 years old when she learned the truth about who her real father was and that she too was the product of an affair. And she wanted to let Krista know that she is not alone. So Ellen, you've been watching all this with great interest, right? Yes. Tell That's me what you have to say. And I want to acknowledge you for the courage it took because I understand those feelings of being illegitimate. But like Dr. Phil said, you know, we didn't have a choice then, we do now. And when my mother looked me in the eye and said, please forgive me for my selfishness. You know, I, perception, my word is perception. And they had us. I mean, our parents had us. They had a choice in that. And so we were conceived in love. And it's what we do with it now. I know you're a mother. I don't want my daughter sitting in that chair saying the things to, to me that my mother heard and that you just said, your feelings. And I felt accountable to break that cycle. Well, I think it would be great if you two meet up backstage. And uh, Ellen, I just think it'd be great if you were just her new best friend. And you guys talk about this. We'll be right back. Closed captioning provided by... If you would like to purchase a DVD or transcript of your favorite Dr. Phil show, please log on to drphil.com or call 866-4-DR-PHIL. That's 866-437-7445. 866-437-7445. We've been talking about affairs and children of affairs, and it is a perspective not many people think about when they jump into bed with somebody else's spouse, but I think this has been an important discussion. I certainly hope so. Uh, in fact, we pose this question to our audience. If you were conceived as a result of an affair, would you want to know? Because like you said, you wish they'd never even told you if it was going to go this way. The response was an overwhelming yes. 86% said yes, they would like to know. Um, I wonder if they would vote the same way after watching everything that we've talked about today. I'm not sure. Uh, I want to thank all of my guests today. And a special thanks to Ellen also, who has written a book called Ellen Who? A Story of a Secret Love Child, which is available now at Barnes & Noble. So I hope they pick that up and take a look at it. Uh, you can find me on drphil.com, Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for being here. So long.
We've been talking about affairs and children of affairs, and it is a perspective not many people think about when they jump into bed with somebody else's spouse, but I think this has been an important discussion. I certainly hope so. Uh, in fact, we pose this question to our audience. If you were conceived as a result of an affair, would you want to know? Because like you said, you wish they'd never even told you if it was going to go this way. The response was an overwhelming yes. 86% said yes, they would like to know. Um, I wonder if they would vote the same way after watching everything that we've talked about today. I'm not sure. Uh, I want to thank all of my guests today, and a special thanks to Ellen also, who has written a book called Ellen Who? A Story of a Secret Love Child, which is available now at Barnes & Noble. So I hope they pick that up and take a look at it. Uh, you can find me on drphil.com, Facebook, and Twitter. Thanks for being here. So long. <laughs>